That's why I'm dressed to fight. I got the long boys on. It's ladder mania. It's everywhere. Ladders, ladders. <laughs> Card Mechanics. It is our 91st episode. That is unbelievable. Midcard Mechanics, a wrestling podcast from the wrestling capital of the world, other than <laughs> Chicago and Tokyo and, and uh, probably Cleveland and Florida. Yeah. But other than those, it's Baltimore, Maryland, baby. I'm Gavin. I'm Mark. Boy, we haven't done this in a while, Mark. I know, it's been wild, and I can't believe it's been 91 episodes, but it has been, like, I, th- I think three years since we started recording, and that always blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, we've been, you know, we we, 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 we podcast when we feel like it. We're not, like, one of these <laughs> nerds that put out a podcast about wrestling every single week. Yeah. God damn. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> it- <laughs> I guess we do. We have a podcast about wrestling. <laughs> We are fickle. We are the fickle fans that Daniel Bryan, uh, WWE, used to complain about. I've never really been quite one to listen to other people talk about things that I'm into, like or like um, really dive deep into into like the lives of music musicians, for example, or like um, you know like what people are like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I just never really like. I've never really cared to. Just you know, I don't need to. I don't need to know that people are assholes or good people. I'd rather just yeah. not know because then, if they're an asshole, like that could just completely ruin stuff for me. Well, I, I, I'll tell you this. This is going to be part about. I was going to say this later, but I'll say it now. Um, I have I have quit all social media, Mark. What about LinkedIn? LinkedIn. I quit LinkedIn. Fuck LinkedIn. <laughs> How are you ever going to find a job? Uh, I'm in the tech industry, Mark. Uh, we uh, get jobs through magic. Oh, so you just build your own social media? Yeah, LinkedIn's a, a silly, silly joke to me. <laughs> um, how 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 long has it been since you quit social media? Uh, it was the beginning of this year, so uh, 28 days, Mark. I've Thank been off social media. 20? You know? Okay. Oh, okay. Because it was the beginning of the year. Otherwise, it would be like a little more psychotic if you like quit. December 17th, and you know off the top of your head that that's been, like, X number of days. <laughs> no, I had to look. 28 days, because it was 28 days ago, because today is recording this on January 28th. So, well... I, I did that math in my head. Why did you decide? Did you watch um, Don't Look Up and then decide that's it for social media? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it, but that might have been part of it, now that I'm looking back on it. I didn't, uh, I don't know. I just, I just found, uh, social media was just making me angry. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like exactly what you just said, I don't care so much about behind the scenes crap. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's improved my life in more ways than I can count. I don't miss it at all. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Um, I just have told my, you know, my immediate family, if you post something to social media, I'm not going to see it. You need to send me a text message. Uh, no one's sending me text messages, so I guess nobody <laughs> has anything important to share. What um, social media? Oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. sorry. 
Oh no, you go ahead. What social media apps were you on, or platforms? Uh, Twitter. Twitter was a big one. Instagram. Um, the tough were one has been good Reddit. Book? Reddit. Good book. You, yeah. you have a good book. Reddit. No, I left Reddit. <laughs> I left Reddit. No more squared circle for me. So that's Reddit is um, is one that I find myself wasting a lot of time on on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that was that's one of my that was one of my go to toilet apps. Yeah, there. Um, yes, that's the perfect way to describe it. The, the it's a popular feed. App. Yeah, it's um, I don't know, it's like memes and short little little videos, and mm-hmm. it's just entertaining enough to keep me going. But like, it's a complete <laughs> fucking time suck. Yeah, but I I did see this really cool video the other day of a giant sea turtle um, just kind of floating underwater, landing in a giant sponge and like nestling in the contours of the sponge, and then slowly letting out a giant yawn, all underwater. <laughs> and I thought, oh, Miss McConnell looks so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Like, I, I'll check the news maybe once in the morning. And uh, instead of just panic refreshing uh, NPR and Washington Post all day long. Yeah. I mean, you don't need up to the minute updates mm-hmm. on what books are being banned in Texas. Right. Yeah. Look, I, I support my local NPR station. I subscribe to the Washington Post. Uh, they can they can. uh keep up to date like i don't have to there's no no part of my day relies on me getting uh, a, a a daily briefing and uh no one's gonna say like quickly gavin we need your expert analysis on this topic and uh boy is it freed up uh my mind i feel like i'm in a much healthier mental space yeah um and i, do I do with realized time, how many though? times i'm reaching re- for what do i do with my time yeah this is the sick part. I've, 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 there's been a marked improvement in how much work I've gotten done at work. Oh, shit. And, uh, it's like, it's, it's sort of alarming. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually good at my job as it turns out. <laughs> and your, how's your self-esteem been impacted by this decision of yours? Man, like it, I feel, well, here's, here's maybe the one negative is my self-esteem is, is way off the charts, way <laughs> higher than it really should be. Then I have any right of feeling. Uh, I, uh, I, I definitely have a feel uh, of a smug sense of superiority whenever I see, uh, if I'm in like a public setting, what was, I was out of the, uh, uh, at, uh, taking my car to the garage and, uh, I was in the waiting room and everyone's on their phones and I was just sitting there like, Look at these fucking losers on social media. Mm, probably doom scrolling. I'm just sitting here like, ah, oh, I'm looking around. I'm going to read a book. Maybe I'll read a book on my Kindle. No notifications there, baby. Of course, on your Kindle, though, still. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, what am I going to do? Buy paper books in 2022? We have, hundred, we have hundreds of books laying around our house. I oh, don't yeah. read them. No, it's for nerds. Dundalk Diane is yeah. a big reader. Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of nerds in Dundalk. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's what Dundalk's known for. (laughs) Yeah, all of its nerds. Uh, So so it's changed the way that I think about wrestling, too. Like, I've just been watching wrestling through the lens of the camera on Wednesdays and Friday nights. And it has been 
fantastic. I was, I've been, uh, I've been so surprised when things happen. Like, uh, who the, who the hell showed up, uh, last week on dynamite? I can't remember now because we're just spoiled with so many gifts every Wednesday night. But, um, it was a surprise to me. Everybody had, Oh, Moxley. When Moxley came out, even they were advertising it all over social media. John Moxley returns this Wednesday. Uh, I turned into, tuned into Dynamite. Everybody had Moxley signs up. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? Moxley showing up was a huge surprise for me. And uh, like, this is, I would have known about this if I was on Squared Circle or Twitter. Like, everybody was talking about it. Like, this is happening. He's coming back tonight because even AEW was advertising it on social media. It wasn't a secret, but I was still surprised by it and had that little bit of wrestling delight from like the... From what? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I talked over you. God damn it. No. I killed all your momentum. I was trying no, so hard to but, listen and just like wait but for it the reminded me pause. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of like late 90s wrestling where like the internet wrestling community was kind of a thing. Uh, but everything was a surprise. You had to tune in and watch on TV to see what would happen. And uh, I really like that. Uh, Dan Housen coming back. I think that was a surprise for everybody. We'll talk about all this later. I'm getting ahead of myself. Mark, this is the first show we have done in the year of our Lord, 2022. Man, all I, literally all I've done in 2022 is work. Oof, it's been crazy. I'm, I don't mean to complain, and I, I, I hope I don't sound like I'm complaining. It's just been like a, a really busy oh, stretch. Poor Mark has a job that he likes. <laughs> oh. But I feel like it's um it's easier to work longer hours in the winter than it is to do that in the oh, summer. Yeah. Like uh, people drink more in the summer. But yeah, there's I more to do. There's I drink yeah. more in the summer, I guess. <laughs> you want you want to be outside with your friends more and inside working less. Yeah, until it gets to that like J- July 98% humidity. Right. 100 18 degree heat index Baltimore weather. Then it's just like, yeah, yeah. I just want to murder people. <laughs> yeah, so why do we live here? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? I used to live in San Francisco. The weather was perfect every day. Why am I here? <laughs> yeah. That's a dark place to go. Yeah. <laughs> but Mark 2021 was so good to us. I mean, uh, we have was, been, this is our it? 91st episode. Well, I mean, wrestling-wise. Okay, I was one. <laughs> Ignoring everything else. Uh, aside from that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? I that's, love that that's where, Yeah, that's where I'm coming from here. Yes, yeah, 2021. Other than that. 2021, yes. Great, great year for wrestling. For humanity... Kind of mixed, yeah, well, mixed opinions. <laughs> mixed opinions, yeah. <laughs> the jury is still out on that one. Uh, Mark, 2021 was the year that gave us the return of CM Punk. Like, what else do you need to know about the year? Do you have that pop- Sure, there was an insurrection on the Capitol, but... Do you have that pop queued up? Do you have that one oh, saved? No I, no, no, I don't have anything queued up except for the cult of personality and uh, our theme song and a ring bell. <laughs> and 
And my other favorite moment of 2021. Let's just get this out of the way right away. Ah! <laughs> All right. Uh, we can retire that. Uh, certainly just as memorable, but perhaps less important in our lives. That second moment compared to the first one. Right. The, yeah. But a close second. Right. <laughs> the, um, the return of CM Punk was just something that I have been longing for, for like eight, eight, as long as he was out of the ring, however long it was seven years, eight years. I think it was seven and a half years. Actually, it was actually this yeah. time eight years ago because it was right after the Royal rumble where he was the first entrant and he got a concussion in that match and then spent like 40 minutes on the ground in the corner concussed. Yeah. And then, um, got up and, you know, was like one of the last four and then got thrown out. And then the next night he was at raw in Cleveland, I think, and said like, I have a concussion. And they're like, no, you need to, you need to like right. go through concussion protocol, the WWE's concussion protocol. And he did. And like, you know, struggled through it. And it was like, yeah, I told you I have a concussion. And then that was it. That was it for punk. And I was like, just heartbroken, you know, like the one, the one thing in wrestling that when I returned to it, like that I got really interested in and I got really behind and felt like that was my hook. Well, now we have hook to be my hook. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But, oh my god but that yeah. you know punk was like he was he brought me back to wrestling and well actually uh, I, it was like happenstance what brought me back to wrestling mm -hmm. but he he kept me back in wrestling he was the best part of wwe and that oh, yeah. stretch from when i returned to when he left and since then through seven plus fucking years of punk not being in wwe we started this podcast and made aew happen because right, of how frustrated we were. <laughs> right. If Punk never left a if Punk never left WWE, AEW probably doesn't happen and mm -hmm. because this podcast doesn't happen because I'm still happy that and you, <laughs> <laughs> you right, may yeah. have podcasted, you may have done it on your own or with somebody else, but it wouldn't have been me with you. I've had too much CM Punk. <laughs> I want something new. I'm fickle. That's like saying no war on drugs. Don't come out for a third encore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, it's only been five hours. Don't play for six more. <laughs> oh no! Please stop. <laughs> I can't wait. for Yeah, this show. but holy shit! Uh, just everything about that build up to CM Punk. I mean, not only was it just everybody knew it was coming. The news leaked, and uh, just like. The hours leading up to it. We watched it together. We got together to watch an episode of Rampage to watch I, CM Punk debut. My, it was incredible. I have a confession to make. I really do. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. I actually right, had... Man, you've come to the right place. I actually had butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> of course! Everybody who's a wrestling fan did. It was so exciting. I don't think that's a confession. When they saw that, when they panned to that one guy that was crying in the crowd. Oh, yeah. He that, was all of us. That was me. And if I wasn't Catholic, I would have actually been crying in front of everybody. But, you know, because my whole life has been <laughs> built on nothing but shame. Oh, good. All that repression came in handy then. Nice. Yeah. But no, it was, uh, I was like, I was nervous when he went just like, just seeing him again, just like, I don't know what I was nervous about. It was, I nervous that it meant that I knew 
I knew what my life was going to become because I knew that was going to be <laughs> an AEW mark. And, you know, being a wrestling fan is an investment. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a fucking thing. It's not a casual, oh, yeah. you can be a casual wrestling fan, but you know, like you and I are not built like that. You know, like, no, it's like no, social no. media. You're either on it or yeah. you're not. <laughs> you're I either... am not. I, it was too much. <laughs> it's long boys or briefs. <laughs> right. None of this in between shit. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was nervous that Punk was back. And so I just know every Wednesday and every Friday, that's what I'm going to be fucking doing. And then four times on Saturday as well. And right, <laughs> but, yeah. but then maybe I was just like, I was just so excited because of this, like, this thing I had been yearning for for years had finally returned. And like, you know, there was like this complete. Yeah. Again. The thing that we had been talking about since our very first episode, the thing that we wanted in wrestling. I, uh, I, I feel like if we went back and started at episode one, we could, and just extracted all the times where one or both of us were pining for CM Punk. We could <laughs> yeah. like fill literally three or four independent standalone episodes of just two grown men talking about <laughs> uh -huh. a stranger that they want to see dress up in panties and fake fight other men. <laughs> right, yeah. Or long boys, but you or know, none of this in between or shit. Long boys. CM Punk and Long Boys. No, and he calls them long boys now too. I do think he knows. He, he had one match where he was just wearing like MMA shorts. Yeah, no one no one that didn't I don't think anybody liked that. Well, they had the Chicago flag on them, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Good for you, Chicago. Uh, okay, like we could talk about CM Punk all episode long, and I'm sure in 2022 we will have more CM Punk to talk about. But I wanted to go quickly over some of my favorite matches from uh, 2021. I'm not going to do like a year in review top matches thing, but just like three matches. Uh, they're pretty obvious. I think they're like going to be on anybody's lists. I don't really care about doing like a top lists thing, mostly because I have never really taken notes and it seems like a whole lot of work. I know. But, uh, <laughs> it's like all it is, is literally picking up the cell phone during a match and writing it in the notepad. Like, oh, this was a good match. Yeah. But then, and then it's like, just sort of like picking your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's like, well, what do I do with that information once it's down? And then when we talk about it, do I need to go back and rewatch the match? And this is like, then it becomes like my psychosis. So I don't like do it. I just avoid it. Yeah. And, and, and it's entirety. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. It is for other people to do. It's done to death by every wrestling site and every wrestling podcast. I'm just picking like the three most obvious matches yeah. that were my favorites. Okay. So the stand, the standouts, the standout matches that just on immediate memory recall, you would jot down in the five minutes that you spent preparing for this episode. Exactly. Okay. That's right. And Mark, uh, I could have probably gone back and found some really good matches from earlier in the year, but I, I, the beginning of the year was weird. They didn't have crowds back yet. We had, uh, it was like that. We were just like playing just the tip with COVID and crowds in a weird way. It's like, is it going to kill people? I don't know. Let's find out and see. It seems okay. Let's have a larger crowd. Okay. This seems, this feels pretty good. Let's just see what happens. And now people uh, are just straight raw dogging it. Right. Yeah. And, and diseases flying everywhere. The, and uh, no one's keeping track anymore. It's just like, well, we're all going to get it. Let's just, let's just fucking go see live wrestling and get it over with. 
Once um, again, I can't wait for the war on drugs. <laughs> I know. Next week, we're going to go see them. Dear listener, uh, Mark and I, next week, are taking a field trip to uh, a live music. This is my first concert I've been to since the beginning of the pandemic. It'll be my second. Well, what was your first one? Um, Pearl Jam and uh, outdoor oh, music right. festival. Oh, but it was outdoors. Yeah, it's like half a fest- half a concert. This one's indoors at the anthem in washington dc now they have i think a uh, vaccine you have to like have proof of yeah. vaccination to get in yeah i mean okay but uh we're gonna be indoors with a bunch of people for the first time for me at least uh it's gonna be weird but i'll go see it for uh there are only two things that would get me into that situation one of them would be aew at the royal farms arena here in baltimore the other would be the war on drugs at the Anthem in D.C. Only one of those things has happened so far, and uh, we'll be there. But, um, Mark, speaking of good things in AEW, let me go through these three matches real quick. I just want to say them uh, basically to get your reaction, just to see, because I see you on FaceTime right now. We're recording mm-hmm. uh, remotely, and um, I'm just going to say um, Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks in a cage, steel cage at All Out. Yeah. September fifth. It's on my. It's on my list. Yeah, like, an incredible match. Yep. Thumbtacks on the sneaker. Oh my god, that match was fucking brutal. Penta like just yeah. dripping in blood at the end of it. His children ringside coming out <laughs> very clearly upset. Like at the end when they see their father like just dripping in blood like over his like <laughs> yes. uh, luchadore makeup. And that match was there were so many just wild spots in that match. Oh, I know. it had everything, and it was fun. It was nerve shattering. It was frenetic, and it was definitely memorable. The Lucha Brothers entrance, the Lucha Brothers entrance on that match was fucking wild, man. Like they came out with um, the uh, rappers who performed in Spanish. And oh right, they Fuck had the, yeah. the giant uh, head mask on and everything, and it was just like it was so badass. It was something that we would only see in AEW. Right? Yeah, it's fucking it amazing. absolutely was. It was such a great fucking match. Probably, I mean, I, I'm not like the guy that you know we met on uh, the Night of the Lantern Parade that could literally probably like tell you <laughs> every five star match that's happened in any promotion in the world in the past thirty yeah. years, mm-hmm. but. That tag team match definitely stands out to me as the best tag team match that I have ever watched. It was fucking amazing. Same. Uh, I haven't seen every tag team match in the world, but that one by far. Exactly. I don't need to see any other tag team matches because maybe the maybe FTR could put on something better, but it would be like this whole (laughs) it'd be like this whole like kind of like psychological thing. Oh, yeah. You know. You either get it or you don't. <laughs> no flips, just fists. <laughs> but Mark, AEW wasn't done there. They continued to spoil us later that same month in September. Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega went for minutes. 60. Oh, was it 30 minutes? That one was 30 Oh, minutes. that was a 30 minute. Yeah. That match. But my God, that's an all time classic. That was the next one on my fucking list. That oh, match- good. We have the same list. <laughs> that match was unbelievable. It was yeah. amazing. Oh, it was so fucking good. It was um, 
just another one where the Brian Danielson is an amazing wrestler. He is so ridiculously good at everything he does in the ring between yeah. all his different holds and the way that he sells and the way that he just like works a match and works his opponent. It is, mm-hmm. it is so remarkable because it like really, it really sells. Like it just really fucking sells the whole thing. Oh. Everything oh, yeah. wrestling is, it just really fucking sells it 100%. And his yang to his yin is definitely Kenny Omega. Like Kenny Omega is just as good as Brian Danielson, if not better. Oh, like, yeah. Kenny Omega being gone for the past two months in AE Dub has felt pretty fucking empty. Like I can't wait for him to come back. Yeah, it's going to be fucking amazing. I I really think you know the not to deviate too far, but this is a wrestling podcast. The four well, pillars yeah. of AE Dub in terms of uh-huh. the future being Darby Allen, MJF, Jungle Boy. Well, then Britt Baker kind of got added after they said the four pillars i forget the oh sammy guevara and that's all well and good and obviously mm-hmm. they're all great i don't really care for darby allen but that is more because of what i have seen rumored about him in terms of kind of oh his how he is in relationships it just kind of seems oh, like it's a little you know mm, but See, I do miss that, not being on social media. I don't know who to uh, be angry at for sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so they, don't, they don't put that on dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a weird way to promo a match. Darby <laughs> Allen is psychologically abusive in relationships. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, his, his accusers could cut promos on him, I guess. <laughs> No, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Oh my god, that's a WWE move. Yeah, that is a definite, definite Ugh. WWE move. So those four, those four, perhaps the pillars of the future, but um, mm-hmm. the pillars of the present are. Well, I mean, so Brian Danielson wasn't an original, um, but he's definitely he definitely has to just be on there. Like, oh yeah, he's and of top- course Cody Rhodes is in the center, holding most of the weight on his shoulders. Right? Okay, we, we need to talk about Cody, but let's. So we'll get there. We'll get there. I'll write that uh, down real quick. So br- for me, the four, the four, like the a dubs Mount Rushmore right now, like mm-hmm. the ones that I will tune in for. And the ones that like when they're gone, they're noticeably gone in my view is Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Kenny Omega. And I'm not certain of the fourth one, but it's probably Jericho. Oh Yeah. But anyways, I don't mean to like not, make that not, fourth not one. Not Adam Page? Well, so he was the second one that I was thinking about. Yeah. And I think that uh, he has elevated himself beyond beyond Jericho. Because now, like, Jericho, I think his role, in the, his role on the program has completely shifted. Because he was the mm. first champion. And oh, yeah. The, um, the Young Bucks, <laughs> the Young Bucks, no, Kenny Omega had his, uh, his Twitter profile background was a picture of, um, from left to right, it was Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page. And that's apparently what it had been for a long time. 
Oh. And those were the first four A-Dub champions. Four jobbers. <laughs> so, you know, I, it's like, um, I I think, Brian, there's no way you can just have Brian Danielson be part of a promotion and not, like, have him as just a main eventer all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Punk will definitely get there, but the way that they're telling his his journey is completely different. And I think it will be a while before we see Punk competing for an AEW championship, but there's no fucking way Punk is not holding that goddamn belt again. Like, there's no fucking way Punk is not going to be a champion. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, so not having Kenny, Kenny Omega on, um, TV has just kind of been like, fuck man. Like I really miss seeing Kenny Omega. And when Moxley was, was in rehab, it, his absence was noticeable obviously great that he got the help that he needed and looks oh, yeah. fucking amazing uh on oh my his god return. yeah moxley 2.0 yeah and it, it seems as great that AEW not to be confused with 2.0 <laughs> it seems great that AEW has like a seemingly a much more supportive environment certainly more so than WWE oh my god yeah so you know it's it seems like you know we have a lot to look forward to with 2022 because Kenny Omega is going to come back. Hangman has put on amazing matches. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god! Before we go, well, further. that was the third match. Okay, on my All list. Right. Yeah, Adam Page versus Brian Danielson at Winter Is Coming. Of Sixty course. minutes. Of course, that's the third match. That was my third match as well. Yeah, right. Of course, there's no other one. Yeah, this Brian Danielson guy is way better than that Daniel Bryan nerd. <laughs> yeah, it is so great to see him be able to spread his wings and. He just loves wrestling. He does. Pro wrestling. And he is so fucking good at it. It seems like uh, that's the thing that 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 is common amongst seemingly common amongst a lot of AEW wrestlers. I'm sure the WWE wrestlers also love wrestling. Like I don't think you could ever fucking do that job and not love it. It would be impossible to. Maybe like Randy Orton could. But <laughs> Yeah. Even he seems to be showing some like appreciation for the the you know um you know where they are and everything. I see it. <laughs> thirty <laughs> minutes. Thirty minutes remaining. I should have mentioned at the top. We're we're trying to do a sixty minute time limit on the podcast, just like Adam Page and Brian Danielson. I right. think we're just as riveting. So and not far. to exceed sixty minutes. I mean we could always hit a finisher early and be done in like that's true minutes. yeah exactly right right, right. <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you it was just uh i was playing referee there real quick i need to find a uh, uh maybe we can get um we can get an announcer a ring announcer to do that for us <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah adam page brian danielson uh an amazing match i want to go back and rewatch <laughs> these three matches um <clears throat> so many others Not that match COVID. was great uh a couple other matches that come to mind um cm punk and darby allen put on oh god yes a great fucking match they just put on uh a banger as twitter seems to call it these days which i didn't realize until afterward they did so many spots in that match that was an homage to a particular bret hart one two three kid match and um this is the kind of shit that i miss from not being on reddit which is why i think i'm probably gonna rejoin reddit no <laughs> don't, don't someone you're no? not missing anything oh, okay. no then i'll just stay on youtube that's where i can probably find it oh, that's God. not really social because they put someone did this cut where they were showing 
mat, uh, moves from that match, that Darby Allen CM Punk match, and then the Bret Hart one two three kid match, where they had the, these situations and these spots that they were doing in their match uh, as an homage. And uh, unless someone had done like that super cut, I wouldn't have really understood that other extra layer on top of it just being an amazing match that they were also paying some respect to wrestlers of the previous generation as like these two wrestlers, each of their own generation are moving the entire art form forward. And it really feels like for the first time, AEW, it comes along that wrestling is being treated like the art form. It is a couple of observations about what you just said. So okay. one comparing like YouTube basically being like social media light. YouTube is the social media is like Cinemax is the porn at the end okay. of the day. <laughs> I mean, you can turn off the, yeah, you turn off the, turning off the, uh, turning off the comments is like blurring out all the good parts. <laughs> but the second observation being like, more of a rhetorical observation or, you know, posing a rhetorical question. Like, do we gain anything by knowing that that match was so styled after a sh- uh, Heartbreak Kid? I mean, sorry, uh, Bright Heart 1-2-3 Kid match. Yeah. Or can we just enjoy it as being CM Punk, Darby Allen without knowing that it's an homage to, you know, wrestling of the past and that wrestling is in good hands moving forward? This is like what I was saying at the beginning and hmm. how I don't tend to like go deeply into things beyond like just enjoying what is there on the surface over and over again, like particularly with music, yeah. movies, TV and wrestling. Like, I don't know the, the concept of it being an art is something that's still new to how I think about wrestling and that, that component of a dub makes it, you're right. Definitely more artistic. That's my thought. I think it. it, the thing that, yeah. And, and the fact that they, uh, the wrestlers, uh, deliberately do these callbacks to things that inspired them matches and wrestlers who inspired them paying this kind of a, uh, uh, this respect to history, I find interesting, but, uh, you're all, I also think you're right that watching that match on its own was fucking phenomenal knowing this extra layer it felt like a little bit of maybe trivia almost like like it's like um reading an interview or getting like uh about an 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 album you like and kind of learning uh sort of like the thought process that went behind it sometimes it's great sometimes you read it and realize oh they really didn't put that much thought into that shit after all (laughs) but when uh when sometimes it makes it a little little special there's this extra sheen to it but if that match wasn't already great to start off with if it already wasn't just such an entertaining match i don't think i would care so much yeah so uh yeah i think you're right like the 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 match itself is does 99 percent of that work but then i it was interesting getting like that extra little one percent about where it came from but yeah that's not necessary you don't need to read all of the liner notes to enjoy an album it's like being inspired by something else versus just being repetitive of something else. Right. Like how Star Wars was inspired by Dune all the way down <laughs> to just ripping it completely off. So I um, I was listening to the Pearl Jam XM radio station and uh, around the holidays when I was on the road a lot. 
and um, they were doing uh, a listen of No Code with Jeff and Matt being interviewed in between songs, talking about how the song came uh, to fruition, mm-hmm. like who wrote it, you know, just like stories about when they were recording it. And he told he told the story about how like he almost quit the band because he and Eddie Vedder were kind of not communicating well, and Jeff and Matt was like getting kind of upset that Eddie Vedder was basically getting all of the praise and all of the credit for everything that the band did. And he, in the context of telling the story, it was about when they were on uh, the yield tour. And um, he said that Eddie Vedder was, he was like around that time, Eddie Vedder was listening to like nothing but guided by voices. And Oh, hell yeah. That's that's, my band. Yeah. So that's what inspired, like, at all of all of Eddie's contributions to Yield were inspired by God of Five Voices. Well, I got to give Yield another listen. <laughs> well, I I don't I don't know. Knowing God that it was Voices. inspired by the world's greatest rock and roll band of all time, Guided by Voices. <laughs> I thought you would appreciate that. Um, oh yeah. Perhaps you'll hear it if you do listen to Yield again. Or perhaps you'll. One just... of the things I love about guided by voices is that they're pretty much every like your favorite band's favorite band and they when they go on tour they play at places like the auto bar here in baltimore they don't like sell out arenas the way that some of their fans do which is just so wild to me that That is this band that has inspired so many amazing like household name musicians but they just happily keep touring little small rock clubs in they're from and they still all live in Dayton, Ohio Hmm. and have just made this huge contribution to music and nobody really knows them in the mainstream, which is, I don't know. It's, it's like the ultimate, uh, music snob cred where it's like, Oh yeah, of course I love (laughs) guided by voices. It's so great being a guided by voices fan because I can have that little extra snobbery, uh, like sort of sort of like as like AEW in the early days real quick what I think that this really shed some light on um Eddie Vedder and in, in like how I inter- how I view him in my mind because like every show that I've been to they always bring out or reference some obscure musicians who like are local to the area where they're playing and it's like without fail and it's nobody I've ever fucking heard of and it's always come across as like very snobbish and (laughs) (laughs) kind of insulting, but really I, it, it could be that. Listen, you peons, we've brought a a genius you've never heard of here. So listen up. But it could also be like modesty and humility for being the one who's selling out giant venues while inspired by all these other people who are playing like the auto bar and stuff. Mm hmm. I'm I don't see that in my voices agreeing. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> he, he's him. well known. He he's fine. He's he's not going to suffer because of losing one listener. Uh, <laughs> but I also had. like. I, I wonder if Guided by Voices has ever opened for Pearl Jam because it seems like the kind of thing where um, Bob Pollard from Guided by Voices would, would just say, "Oh no, that's cool, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, but uh, I got something going on that night." I'm coaching football that night. I can't make it. Pearl Jam hasn't toured with an opener in like 10 years. It's, oh, it's well, la dee da. It's kind of annoying. I mean, it's cool because like they play for three hours 
and it's like you know like you know you're going to get a good a great fucking yeah. show but at the same well, then time maybe they just the only pre- person who ever needs to open for them is guided by voices <laughs> at the same time it's like you know hey fucking uh Robert Pollard opening for Pearl Jam April fifth two thousand six. They played Cincinnati. Oh, oh, he did. He was on his solo tour. Okay, all right. It's not the same, but it's fine. <laughs> There's something about Guided by Voices as a band, and it has had such a different lineup over the years. But um, like having Bob Pollard uh, guest on something would be cool, but it's not the same as. Uh, Guided by voices playing my valuable hunting knife at the auto bar. It's like maybe the closest I've ever gotten to a religious experience. It's fantastic. Oh, I've been there in live music. It's it's something that like is indescribable. It's just like it just captures your soul. It does. It does. We let's talk about that in a minute. Uh, Real quickly. I want to we have about 20 minutes left here, Mark. Uh, I want to talk about wrestling this year. In 2022, uh, about our hopes and dreams about this next year of wrestling. All right. Um, already, I think uh, they've been listening to the podcast and have granted one of our wishes. And Danhausen is now all elite, showing sc- up on Dynamite this week. I literally screamed, and when you weren't texting me back, I was I, <laughs> I almost up. I almost started cussing you out. I almost was like, fuck you. Fuck you. How dare you not be up for this? <laughs> I, uh, what is the, hang on. I want to read the text message I got from you was, uh, uh, holy shit with a whole line of exclamation points followed by in all caps, Gavin, where are you? <laughs> and, uh, I, it had been a really long day at work. I could not hang with dynamite that morning. No, I, I woke up it. and I saw the texts and I thought, Oh, Fuck. So the first thing I did, poured myself some coffee, put on dynamite, uh, was not disappointed. I think I texted you as yeah. I went. You were texting I think I texted me. you a bunch of teeth emoji. <laughs> you were texting me throughout the whole episode, and I was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah get to the get and to the fucking main get event. To it. Uh, I did I did notice that Christian made a Billy Ass reference, and I thought, like, did he just make a Danhausen reference there? That's interesting. So Danhausen t- tweeted uh, a video of some band with Dan has face paint on singing a song called the ass boys. And then <laughs> <laughs> someone superimposed it over the, the gun club's entrance. And oh, it's nice. a significant improvement over their fucking terrible entrance music. Oh, I hope they lean into it. That I, sounds amazing. Well, every time Dan has tweets about the ass boys, a uh, Colton and Austin gun both respond like, Oh, we're going to sue you. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I love it. I man, love it. You guys can't keep up with Dan Housen. <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so great. How they like, stop calling us the ass boys. <laughs> like they're so, they know exactly what they're doing. It's fantastic. <clears throat> um, also what else is going on here? Uh, you said earlier, hook. We got a hook debut last year. This year, oh my god, Hook's uh, fucking ridiculous. Taz's Taz's baby boy. <laughs> he, he's just fucking a superstar in the making. Everything about oh, yeah. him, his fucking annoying ass look with his goddamn dumb hair, and his fucking <laughs> just attitude. Oh, oh. <laughs> and his tattoo, his tattoo that literally says "mom." He has a shitty mom tattoo on his arm. 
He loves his mom. He's a good boy. <laughs> and he like he wears like boxing gear without the gloves. And it's just like his fucking entrance theme kicks ass. It's fucking oh, great. Yeah. His attitude is perfect. And he's oh, great yeah. in the ring too. He's an amazing uh-huh. athlete. Like he's just a really He came fucking... out of pretty much nowhere being amazing. Yeah. Like just... all that work he did uh, like under the radar. He didn't really do a whole lot of matches uh for us to see on tv and then just came out and just tore the place down now in uh punk's second match on uh it was on <laughs> rampage it was after his match with darby allen punk came mm-hmm. out in the long boys and i think it was <laughs> a, a match against powerhouse hobbs if it wasn't his second it was his third match but it was whatever match it was it was against powerhouse hobbs and right. in that match early in the match punk looked at hook and like Kind of gave him like a nod and like put his finger in his mouth like a hook like gesture. Uh, like, Punk was like giving him like a a nod. I th- I feel like everybody knows that he's just a fucking superstar in the making. Oh hell yeah! Uh, uh I want to see Hook and CM Punk. I want to see Hook and Danhausen. I want to see. <laughs> There's so Danhausen tossed into the mix is just. I can't wait for so many matches there. Um, but real quick, coming up next week, we're finally getting CM Punk versus MJF. Oof. Hey, fucking it's CM in Punk. Chicago. Oh my God, CM Punk has to go over. No, I was thinking about this. What if he doesn't? If MJF beats CM Punk in Chicago, MJF will have forever heat in Chicago. Oh, God damn like, it. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it. I don't know. It would be <laughs> like it could be a cheat to win thing. It could be. I mean, it's somehow Wardlow is going to finally turn against him. I don't know. But there's going to be if if MJF wins uh, that like think about the thermonuclear heat riots will break out in Chicago. That's I, how good. That's how much of a heel he is. Oof. But you're right. I it just I do not know who's going to go over in that match, which I love. It could go either way. I would love to see a triumphant CM Punk beat the shit out of MJF in Chicago. But it's almost more interesting if he loses to MJF. Mm. I don't know. I'm tuning in because I'm a fucking Mark. I love this shit. Um. Which uh, the only other thing I was thinking about 2022 hopes and dreams wise is depending on the COVID situation, maybe you and I, Mark, should start going to some Maryland championship wrestling. Yeah, well, I think we talked already about how COVID is basically over. It doesn't matter. You know, never existed in Texas. <laughs> it's a hoax. All these people dying from this hoax. <laughs> I've I I thought we should check MCW out. I really did. So yeah, yeah fuck yeah, we should we should. It's right here in our backyard. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I, I hear nothing but amazing things. Is I it? have uh, friends that have been going for years and say it's great. They can introduce us to wrestlers. We might actually have interview. Like we could interview a, a wrestler. No, Wouldn't that be great. I don't want to do that. No, yeah, it seems like a lot of work. Because <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not want to be insulting. I would want to like be able to give whoever we interviewed <laughs> the right platform for them to promote themselves. And I don't know how to fucking do that because I'm not part of this goddamn business. So, oh, well I'll do it. I used to teach interviewing. Oh, okay. Uh, so 
It'll be fun. You can just you can hang out while I, and I'll you just follow my lead. Wait, there's a class called. Interview? Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta learn how to uh, like uh, how to get your subject comfortable. What kind of questions to ask? How to order your questions? How to really like draw good stories out of your? I'm not trying to like you know get mm. someone to confess to a murder or anything <laughs> here, but just like to tell me like. Get your subject comfortable enough to uh, tell you some cool shit about stuff they've done. Yeah. And I think with a wrestler who talks for a living, it could be pretty easy. <laughs> you know how to get somebody to confess to a murder. You just <laughs> start beating them with a phone book. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Is that a, it's an old lawyer trick, right? <laughs> no, it's an old cop trick. <laughs> oh, cop trick. Yeah, it's uh, not so old in Baltimore. Um, all right, Ugh. Mark. Yeah, I know. Gross. I just grossed myself out. Uh, we are on. We have like about 12 minutes left here. Uh, okay. It would be we'd be remiss if we didn't say or at least mention that uh, I, I hear we're we're on the on some sort of a road now. And that road is uh, leading towards something called WrestleMania. I haven't really watched WWE since CM Punk came back. Um. I forgot about the Rumble. It's tomorrow as we're recording this, right? Yep. It is tomorrow on a Saturday, which is pretty cool rather yeah, than a Sunday. Yeah. On a, Oh, you can get fucked up and not have to worry about work the next day. <laughs> you know, championship Sunday. So they, did, I did, they didn't want to compete against the NFL. It seems oh, of course. obvious. But Saturday is cool. Saturday is a better night is that, for a fucking get-together anyways. Not that we're yeah, getting together. You, but. No. No. We're all, I don't want your cooties. Do you think do you think the reason that uh, the WWE isn't going up against the NFL is because Vince McMahon's a giant pussy? Because <laughs> I think so. Um, anyway, what's going on with the Royal Rumble? I have no concept of what's going on in WWE other than NXT just basically... Uh, the, uh, the best uh, NXT talent have been called up to the main roster on AEW. All right. Um, so I, I tuned in to like 10 minutes of Raw Monday and... Cool. How was that? Did it feel like 20? <laughs> um, I did text you that in my dream, like Forbidden Door 10 match... minutes! 10 minutes remaining! <laughs> in my dream Forbidden Door match, it would be Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega... <laughs> Oh, of course. That would be incredible. Did you, I, I saw a clip, I probably on YouTube, uh, of Seth Rollins name checking John Moxley the week that he came back from rehab. What do you mean name checking? He, uh, was cutting some promo on Seth Rollins and he said the only reason that Seth Rollins or that, uh, something, something, uh, the only reason, uh, you Roman Reigns were any good was because me and Mox held you up and he called him Mox. He said Mox? As like a. He said Mox. He didn't say Dean Ambrose. He didn't say Dean Ambrose. He said Mox. Oh, shit. Maybe he is going went, to show up at the Rumble. He went rogue. <laughs> that would be incredible. He's he's everywhere else. GCW, uh, New Japan. Yeah. So Tony uh, Elite would, <clears throat> would maybe not be into that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So um, I, I don't know. It, and I texted you that about. Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega, and right. then I said, "But totally agree. I think that would be amazing." Then I said, "Seth Rollins would not be allowed to talk during any promos. No, no, no. no. He he does this laugh. It's so awful. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's a WWE thing. Like, just fucking let you him be You just don't get it, do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just let him be Colby Lopez instead of the Monday Night Messiah. Ugh, I know. So, it's like Rizzo the Rat dressed up in a costume. <laughs> weird, weird Muppets reference. Um, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. All right, here's the card. And then I, I want to yeah. get through this quick because I want to get to something more important. Important. Right, we only have nine minutes left. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice. I'm just going to go through the card. Okay, a little mixed tag match, cool. Save your pop till the end. (laughs) I'll try. Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Hmm. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. What if Mox does a run-in on that match, that uh, Rollins-Reigns match? It'd be amazing. Yeah. If I had wheels, I'd be a wagon. Yep, yep. The Women's World Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) The Women's World Rumble match. Here are some of the the women who have been announced. Okay. Uh, Hold on. It's on a different page. (sighs) Nikki and Brie Bella. Lita. Okay. Michelle McCool. Lita. Okay. Kelly Kelly. Nice. Summer Rae. Oh, she's back. And Mickey James. Mickey James. Impact oh. champion, Mickey James. And they announced her as Impact champion when they announced that she was going to be part of the match. Well, looks like there's a crack in that forbidden door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the men's rumble. And, you know, who, who cares? Like, bunch of dudes yeah so that's the royal rumble it's it's tomorrow tomorrow is saturday whatever day that is i don't know when this will be posted anyways where so, where, where do these pay-per-views stream do they are they doing them peacock. on peacock yeah if you catch have a, it on the cock <laughs> if you have a comcast subscription you get this shit for free like you know it's oh <laughs> so um are you caught up on righteous gemstones I am. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. That show is just fucking wild, man. What the fuck? That show is just a goddamn season. Yep. Yep. The season's great. Uh, Just so I I think they're like four episodes in, maybe five. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. The last episode I felt was like kind of like it was like, okay, catch your breath. And it was it was great, you know, because everything about that show is perfect. But then, like Sunday's episode, which we just watched last night, was goddamn fucking crazy. Which, was, wait, which one was that? The uh, BJ's baptism. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> and his outfit, where like <laughs> he stood up for himself at the end. I was so proud of BJ. Everything doesn't have to be separate, Mama. <laughs> It's a single. Oh my god! And people still, and his, and they still call him the wrong name. <laughs> when, right, DJ. When fucking baby Billy was singing that song, and then it was said like how happy he was to be there for the baptism of DJ. I was like, <laughs> then he came out and was like, it's it's BJ. And I looked at Cat. I was like, holy shit! I was like, is his name DJ or BJ? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's BJ. It's BJ. Fucking Judy. Strongly betrothed. <laughs> Fucking! When we turned that episode on, I was just like, "Where the fuck is Baby Billy?" And I then, know. And then there he was in all his Baby He's Billy there. glory, just fucking oh, fuck yes. full on Baby Billy. 
And but goddamn, BJ and Judy are just fucking so. It's like a train wreck that is also hilarious at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's so fucking good. It's it's just I I think we talked about this too. How uh, because of the pandemic they were delayed in shooting, so they just went ahead and wrote the fourth season. Also, so they have all of the third season and all of the fourth season already fleshed out. Uh, the third season, obviously, you know, shot and uh, airing now, but they already know where it's going to go in the next season. So I feel like it's setting a bunch of stuff up. It yeah. just seems that way. Wow. Well. I am I am buckled up and along for the ride. And fucking Eric Andre. Like, oh fuck! I will watch anything with that fucking crazy motherfucker in it. He's so good. He's so fucking funny. He's oh my so God. good. The whole he can play anything. I just I the only thing I was just shocked that like Jason Schwartzman like was spoiler alert. Hey, okay, right before Mark <laughs> finishes the sentence, go back. Watch all of season one of the Righteous Gemstones, and then all of season two up to like episode whatever four or five, and then unpause. Okay, Mark, go ahead. When he, they killed him, <laughs> yeah, right, right away. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Jason Schwartz. I imagine someone somewhere is fumbling for a pause button and didn't quite get there. Oh, whoops, gotta be quicker. He's so fucking great. I fucking I loved that whole scene where he was just smoking a cigarette and the guy just came up. Being a little nosy, but, like, really polite the whole time. Yeah. And then telling him, like, <laughs> you know, you're not going to get far with that New York attitude around here. And then as, like, as he, like, tells him to fuck off and walk away, then um, under his breath, he mumbles, I fucking hate the South. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you're, so good. you're the asshole. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Mark... Uh, another how how much longer do we have before the time runs out? We have about two minutes. I I you I asked you a question and you but, didn't but, answer it ever. Text before it's a draw. Do you oh, do okay. you like the weekend? Yes, I do. Have you listened to his new album? No, I have not. It's fucking good. Of course it is. It's really fucking it's good. Great. It's like all right. That's if, my homework for this until the next episode. It's like if Michael Jackson and Prince got together and collaborated and only sang songs about fucking a lot of people. Oh shit. That sounds great. <laughs> well, that's what you're going to send me off into my weekend with then. And having no regrets about it at all. Perfect. That's the way it should be. And then Mark, well, I'll ask you one question. Yeah. I know you had some DVR issues. Have you watched that Cody versus Sammy Guevara match yet? No, but I saw the I saw the diamond cutter oh, and holy shit. That was that a crazy cutter. spot. Yeah. Fuck. Uh I don't know if it'll entice you or not, but I just uh heard that Dave Meltzer gave it a five star rating. Oh shit. God damn, he's just for handing them out like match? left and right like, for yeah. AEW. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that match I've been thinking about that was definitely my favorite. Uh I'm gonna call that my match of the year so far. Maybe I should. If another match can knock that off of the title of match of the year. So be it, but it's a strong contender starting off at the beginning of the year. Now, that said, Kenny Omega hasn't come back yet. We haven't seen John Moxley wrestling in anything yet, but those stakes are pretty high. You know what? I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited for 2022 in wrestling, Mark. I'm going to overcome a fear and update yeah? our notes with a match of the year. <gasps> what? Do it. And instead of getting anxious over having to come back to this 
Look at you go. All right, Mark, take us home. <laughs>